The art of customer service is getting lost. The need for customer service is greater than ever. I don't know if people don't care if it's falling by the wayside, but it's it's no longer the focus of most places. And I think the, the customer service kind of mixed with the knowledge and just being there for the customer. Um, I think all together are things you can't get anywhere else to the fullest extent you can at Midwest Evening Appliance. Midwest TV and Appliance, you get more for your money. Got that bass, got that bass, 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 bass. The fun thing is, if you're a French cook, all about the base with more butter is really, really important. Our guest on the cross, it's Cooley Region Cooks, by the way. I have to sort of start over because I've already been having conversation with our guest, Ariane Dagin, who is the CEO of D'Artagnan. Did I, did I get that close? Perfect. Perfect. Uh, you're not even a very good liar, but thanks. Thanks for rolling with me. I had no idea that you started my very favorite way to eat, farm to table. I, I had no idea that you begun that. Thank you so much. You are now my new best friend because I love, if you know, it, it is so fun to go to the farmer's market, buy something, take it home, and the first thing you have to do is wipe off some dirt because it was just in the ground earlier that week that's as fresh as it gets how exciting is it to see a movement that you started now global well thank you very much and i didn't invent anything you know i i come from a very rural uh, part of france gascogne gascogne where uh, that's all i knew and that's all i saw all around me it's uh, whether my family my friends or uh, everybody in gascogne is in the food or wine business and everybody wants to have the best ingredients possible. And to get the best ingredients possible, the only way is to be sustainable and, and to raise the animals the right way. That's it. Is it continuing to grow globally or even in this country? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, I think as people get more and more educated about it and more and more curious about where their food comes from, this is only going to grow. Um, and and uh, strangely, the COVID crisis has exacerbated and accelerated that because people uh, are more at home, are cooking much more, and are understanding more and more that you cannot make a good dish if you don't have the right ingredients and the good ingredients to, to begin with. And also starting to understand the implication of... Uh, uh, factory farm uh, products um, on your health, your body, and the health of the of a nation in general and the health of the planet in, in general. Just you remind me with the word ingredients. I have, uh, I have three sons, one of which is an excellent cook, and uh, he and one of his brothers and a bunch of friends out uh, late one night, they go back to the apartment uh, they're sitting around still wide awake, not wanting to go to sleep, all hungry. And uh, so uh, my son, Mark, says, sorry, I got nothing to eat. There's nothing to eat in the house. His brother says, well, give me a minute. Let me." Uh, he disappears in the kitchen, comes back 45 minutes later with a plate of delicious food. And his brother, my uh, son, Mark, says, where did you get all of that? Andrew says, uh, it's called ingredients. 
You put a little of this and a little of that, then pretty soon you have a meal. <laughs> it's not, uh, you don't just drop it in the microwave. It's called ingredients. I laugh about that all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The right ingredients. How are you going to make Thanksgiving this year in the face of now you can't invite your entire family over? Uh, still gastronomically exciting. Yeah, lots of people are in that situation and we've seen a lot of uh, changes in the habits. Um, we are going to, when all is said and done, we're going to be selling probably around 20,000 turkeys this year, which is a little more than last year, but which uh, the big change is that they, uh, the size of them is much smaller. Um, because of the party, the dinner parties are much smaller. So uh, people are more into uh, the eight to 10 pound burns, whether it's a turkey or a capon or a goose, um, than, than the big usual 16 pound turkey or up. And, the, um, and there are a lot of people also who are experimenting with even smaller burns, like a duck, a, a, a six pound duck. Sure, uh, quail, pheasant, something like that. Well, you have to have a really small party. I mean, well, <laughs> okay, you got to. Everybody gets their own quail. I've done that before. Oh, yes, that's yes. fun. Well, well and here, maybe, uh, maybe at the end of the Thanksgiving holiday, you judge it as success by the the number of pounds of turkey that you sold. One twenty pound turkey, or you know, six eight pound turkeys, you yeah. win. That that's how we're going to have to measure it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that uh, right now we're in the uh, eye of the storm, so it's uh, we can't. But uh, certainly by Wednesday we'll have a much better idea. That's a good thing. Where do you want to start, uh, Ariane? Do you uh, uh, appetizer, a Thanksgiving appetizer? What are you going to do for your smaller party this year? I see. I have every year because. Uh, it's so stressful for us those days before Thanksgiving because we we need to uh, ship the right size turkey to the or the right size order to the the right people at the right address. Make sure that FedEx doesn't mess up and uh, arrive there on time. Follow up. It's a it's it's very very stressful. So I don't want added stress to that. So whoever I have. Um, I'm trying to, and I will always do my, uh, what we call in French, the mise en place, which is basically the preparation. I will do a maximum preparation the day before. And so my favorite way of doing things, which is totally foolproof, it's to poach the bird, whatever bird I'm, I'm going to choose, it's to poach the bird the day before, oh. to be able to finish roasting it the day off. And that makes two very important things. The first one is that no matter what, even if I overcook it in the oven, you know, even if my guests are late or if we decide to uh, drink the aperitif too long and uh, <laughs> forget the, the, uh, the turkey in the oven, that bird, even overcooked, will still be moist and extremely delicious. So that's the first effect of poaching the day before. The second consequence of poaching the day before is that you end up with a magnificent golden broth that you can make the best soup ever. (laughs) And so that's my appetizer. It's a soup. And so what I do, I take that poaching liquid and I add, depending on if uh, 
I, I added her squash, you know, cubes of squash that cooks in 20 minutes in there, or chestnuts. I love chestnut uh, soup. If I, if I do that, then I will add a little bit of uh, smoked bacon, maybe a little bit of duck bacon in there. Um, or I can, or I'll, I'll add mushrooms in there. And in that case, I will put a little bit of truffle butter just to have that oomph in the soup. But certainly, whatever soup I choose to do, the fact that it starts with that base of that broth where that bird has cooked in there and simmered in there for 45 minutes and gave all its juices, that's the best. That's I, the best. I have never even considered poaching uh, a turkey. I, I can only assume that it's just like poaching anything else except it's in a bigger bucket with more water. <laughs> yeah, you need a big pot and you need to perfume the water a little bit with a bouquet garni, you know, a little bit of carrots, onions, garlic. Okay. Um, some black peppercorn and uh, celery leaves. I have the recipe on our website at d'Artagnan or d'Artagnan.com. Um, <laughs> we have plenty of recipe, and the, the, the one I'm talking about is uh, called the poached uh, turkey. Awesome. All right. So then when you're poaching your turkey, you have the, uh, the ingredients that are in your giant pot of water are this it sounds like the same the trinity and and uh uh, uh bouquet garni the same kind of ingredients that would go in that pot if you were making soup with the turkey carcass right, right. exactly okay exactly. then Except put the whole turkey or a whole goose or a whole duck or sure occasion, whatever bird you uh, decided to do depending on the size of the bird you poach not for fully cooking it just you know to start uh uh, a serious brining um, of, of the, uh, the simmering uh, liquid. And so um, for a big bird, 16 pounds and over, you would do almost an hour, like 50 minutes, 55 minutes, and then going down in size, 45 minutes, I would say for a eight pound to 10 pound bird, go to half an hour of poaching, simmering. And the key is after that is to let the bird cool in the liquid, in that pot. Oh. If your fridge is not big enough, just put it out on the porch. This is November. It's cool enough outside. Make sure that you cover it so that uh, no little critters can get in. And <laughs> you're, you're good. And then you're good. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I, I'm suddenly, I'm, I know you've seen my backyard. Because if I put something delicious like that in the backyard, I'd have all the animals in uh, my neighborhood and the next and the the forest next door all wanting to come to my house add them to the pot yeah 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 or just put up a sign that says get your own this is mine mine you guys all right so uh simmer it for an hour a 16 pound bird uh, simmered for an hour with uh with the same the uh uh, bouquet garni the the uh, trinity any other seasonings you don't salt and pepper that water then either do you so I'm very careful about that. I prefer to salt afterwards. Once I have all the vegetables and finish the seasoning at, after, once everything has been reduced, because it's very deceiving. You know, if you start salting and then reducing the liquid, you might, you might um, end up with uh, over-salting. Uh, yeah. So it, don't, don't worry about the salt and pepper yet. Just worry about the perfumes. 
um, the base, you know, the garlic, the onion, the carrots, a little bit of leeks. Leeks is always good, but very powerful, so don't put too much. Celery leaves. Uh, in the bouquet garni, black pepper, a uh, uh, little bit of uh, cloves, um, and, and uh, maybe a couple of bay leaves. That's all you need. And that's it. And that's it. That's awesome. And I, I will point out just so that I get it right the first time that uh, this recipe and any that we share this morning in the next 40 minutes or so are on your website. Is it is the website spelled just like I see here? D apostrophe A-R-T-A-G-N-A-N? Yes, except for the website, we don't use the apostrophe. Oh, not the apostrophe, right. Okay, so D-A-R-T-A-G-N-A-N. That's Ariane's website where the uh, Thanksgiving yes. treats uh, will be located. I, I'm curious, too, then, just for safety's sake, if I'm going to poach the bird and then let it cool in that water... It's still okay, and take the bird out and finish it in the oven and eat it for Thanksgiving. That that poach water is still going to be safe to make soup out of, or even some of it to make gravy with. Not only is going to be safe, it's going to be super delicious. <laughs> you 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 know, as soon as it's done, whether it's half an hour for a six to eight pound bird or almost an hour for a sixteen pound bird and more. You you have you end up with a bird that is not totally fully cooked yet, but but you you're gonna see the skin looks like it's cooked, but inside is not totally not cooked sure. yet, and you're gonna end up with um, a liquid that has been simmering a lot. So the key is because you don't have you might not have room in your refrigerator is to put it in a cold place. That's why I'm saying you know outside. Got of it. The Keep um, it safe that way. Yeah, that way it cools down pretty rapidly. The next day, you will see that some of the fat has congealed on top. Don't discard it. It's good fat. Fat is good and it gives flavor, you know. Um, <laughs> so delicately take out the bird and put the bird on a roasting rack in a roasting pan. And you're ready to go um, and to roast it and to start roasting it an hour and a half, two hours before you know you're going to eat it. Okay, All right, in a good. preheated oven, 350 preheated oven. And meanwhile, keep that uh, stock in the same pot and start reducing it and adding whatever vegetables we talked about that you want to uh, to make your soup uh, out of. I wish I could I wish I could think of more vegan things to ask you about because I just love listening to you say vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I I just love the French accent just grabs me. Uh Ariane, thank you very. I have an accent. Well, I do. It's I got the Wisconsin accent. Ah. So ah. no, you don't have an accent. I do. Thank you so much for talking with us. I got to take a quick break. We'll come back and uh, we can talk a little about what you're going to do to the bird as you prepare to roast it, and what are you going to serve with that bird? Because it can't all be delicious poached turkey and then soup tomorrow. I got to have I got to have some vegetables. That's the American version. Uh, maybe something, I, you know, the way I make mashed potatoes different than everybody else. Uh, I'll share that. And and, uh, and a stuffing that's meat. You ever had it? Well, we'll talk about it. I got, I'll be right back. Cooley Region Cooks. Every Thursday from 10 to 11, we get together with people who like to have fun in the kitchen. 
I learned that from my father many, many years ago. If you're not having fun in the kitchen, you're doing it wrong because everybody's got to eat. You might as well make it fun, make it delicious, and then you're you're good to go after that. You'll learn very quickly that it's, uh, there's more to macaroni and cheese than a blue box and some boiled water. Our guest on the Crosstalk this morning, I apologize for not getting the French accent correctly, uh, the CEO of D'Artagnan, uh, our <laughs> Ariane Dagin. Thank you very much, uh, and I apologize for the the Wisconsin accent on uh, all your your uh, the French name, your name, and the uh, the website's name, which I will share again a little later. Thank you very much for talking with me this morning. It's it's fun. Thank you. Thank you for having me. That's really nice. So after, so we've let's assume now that we've poached the the bird correctly, and it's it's out. We drain it so that it's the cavities doesn't have any water in it. We've got it on the rack, and it's it's the next thing. Will do you do anything with it before you put it in the in the oven? You're going to season it at all before you put it in the oven, or is it all ready to go? You have a choice, but it's really uh, ready to go. The, uh, make sure that your your oven is preheated, uh, 350, 375 maximum, because what's going to happen is that naturally uh, that skin is going to become golden, and that's the effect that you want to have, that crisp skin, because the poaching made the skin absorb some water. So now you want to dry it up a little bit, the skin, but not the, br- the brining and the... Um, all the uh, liquid that is uh, uh, inside is going to make that bird super moist now. What I do, um, which uh, you have to like truffles. If you know truffles and you love the flavor of truffles, um, you take some uh, something that is more affordable than a fresh truffle, even though, I mean, if you're rich, go for it and uh, get <laughs> a truffle. It's in season right now and it's so beautiful. But if you're not, we have a, a truffle butter. And so that black truffle butter, you can put on top of the, uh, the skin and it's going to help uh, crispen it even more. But mm. it's also going to, as the, the, the butter melts, the little pieces of truffle and the truffle juice are going to stay there and imbibe the, uh, the skin. And that's going to make it super, super truffly and, and super good. So... That's the only thing that uh, I would do at that point. Um, Super truffly. I don't think I've ever heard that term before. I just had to write that down. This turkey is going to be super truffly. <laughs> truffly. That's awesome. All right. So we'll we'll allow the uh, the uh, uh, poaching and those seasonings to flavor the bird. Keep it moist. It goes in the oven. Uh, three fifty. Th- uh, yeah, three fifty is a safe time because. You know you're going to get carried away with family and friends and conversation at Thanksgiving. Even if it's a small group, you don't want to overcook that bird. In the meantime, what do you – what? Go ahead. Oop. Yeah, no, what, I mean, I'm accelerating the steps. But the, the last thing that you need to do and that you have to be very careful about is once you're done, uh, whether it's an hour and a half, uh, but less than two hours in any case, take it out protect it a little bit, but let it rest before you slice it. Let it rest so that you give a chance for the juices to really uh, 
stay and mingle with the protein of the muscles in there. Once you have done that and you start uh, slicing your meat to put uh, your platter together, then one last thing is to have a little bit of sea salt or uh, kosher salt if you don't have sea salt and, and sparkle that on, um, on your meat. Um, I do that and if I have extra truffle butter, I will put a little more uh, melted truffle butter on top and that's it and it's ready to serve. Oh, man, I have uh, a friend who owed me a big favor, and uh, he failed three times in, in uh, helping me with that favor. So in, uh, w- with huge apologies, he begged my forgiveness and gave me, oh, I don't know, four ounces of truffle butter and four ounces of morel mushroom butter. So I will, you know, I, and I'd never cooked with truffle butter until this year. I'm going to use it on my turkey. You can use it on the turkey. You can cook your vegetables with it. You can cook your mushrooms with it. Um, you can even, if you're before poaching, if you uh, feel uh, uh, the strength to it, you can even unstick the, uh, the the skin of the turkey sure. and put purple butter inside, in between the breast and the skin, and that that will impregnate the uh, the flesh even more. How long do you let the turkey rest? I, I regularly argue with people in the kitchen about, come on, let's eat. No, 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 no. If you slice that steak open, it's going to leak all over the place. Same with a turkey. It's a compromise between keeping it warm and letting it rest. So there are recipes from the Middle Ages in France that say <laughs> that any meat, any piece of meat or poultry has to rest at least half the time it has cooked. Oh. In terms of turkey, it's just impossible. It's just impossible. You're go- cooking for two hours. You're not going to let it rest for one hour. So it's a matter of uh, compromise because you don't want that turkey to become cold either. Um, I, as, as a principle, I let it like a minimum of seven minutes. I, I'm keeping my watch and I'm... And I know I'm in a hurry and my guests are waiting, but I will wait seven minutes before I start slicing that turkey. All right. Well, I feel really good waiting 10, 10 to 15 minutes. I, I, when I'm timing everything, the turkey is done first, so it goes over there to rest. And now I can focus on all the other things that are going to make a Thanksgiving meal complete. And by the time I'm done with all of that, the turkey's done resting, and now, now we can eat. Yeah, good, good point. What are you going to serve? Oh, wait a minute. Now I got to take another quick break. Man, I hate this. I hate when business gets in the way of our meal, right? But I'll ask you first, and we can think about it. What will you serve on the side? We've got this fabulous truffle butter turkey that uh, that we poached in seasoning. It's just moist and delicious. It's rested. We've sliced it all up. We gave all the white meat to those people. I kept all the dark meat because that's what I like. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, it's all ready to go, but what are you going to serve on the side? Our guest is uh, Ariane Daguin, the CEO of D'Artagnan, which is a website, D-A-R-T-A-G-N-A-N. It's a website you should check out before Thanksgiving. We'll be right back.
could I probably should have taken this song out of the rotation for our guest. If she found out we were singing about canned ham, she might not want to talk to me anymore. <laughs> Ariane Daguin, who is the CEO of D'Artagnan, D-A-R-T-A-G-N-A-N. What's the website all about? What what's what is there when we go besides Thanksgiving ideas? What else is there for us to enjoy? All meat, poultry, and game, and mushrooms, but all coming from uh, the uh, meat and game and the and uh, the poultry coming from animals that were well raised uh, in small family farms without medication, without antibiotics, with plenty of space, because that's how you get a good ingredient. Uh, <laughs> that's great well i look forward to uh i look forward to checking that out uh later today and over the weekend uh in the meantime turkey is resting what are you going what are you going to serve your guests uh on the side so it depends what i i see in the market you know i'm not stuck by um uh tradition because i thanksgiving is not a tradition in uh, europe so um you know, I don't feel uh, obliged to go one way or another. But there are a couple of things that uh, since I've been in America for a while now, I really like to uh, to do. The first one is the uh, cranberry sauce. Uh, I don't like that chloe sweet stuff coming out of a can. Yeah. And, but I do love the acidity of uh, cranberries. So I buy fresh cranberries. I marinate them uh, just an hour before in orange juice. And I add to that a little bit of uh, coriander uh, leaves and uh, red onion cut in oh. little squares. And um, taste it, adjust the seasoning and put a little bit of hot pepper, like a chili pepper in there. And that makes a super, super uh, complex sauce that you can use with a turkey that's going to add a little oomph to it. And that has a proper amount of acidity uh, because the orange juice is going to add a little sweetness to it, which you need. And taste it. If you think it's too acidic and not sweet enough, you can add a little teaspoon of, uh, or, or a little more of uh, honey in it. And I promise you, this balance of sweet and acid makes uh, the, um, elevates the, uh, the turkey. So that's, that's my sauce. And, and I love, you have to cut the uh, red onion in a, uh, small pieces then eh? but i love that crunchiness uh, sure. that comes that too. um or shallots if you uh, shallots or red onion i i love the sweetness of the shallots so that's on the sauce otherwise uh we're gonna have to talk about the stuffing but before the stuffing there is you have to have a starch and the starch would be sweet potatoes or regular potatoes any kind of uh, uh starchy um vegetable um, again, I have my secret ingredient, the truffle butter. And so whatever vegetable I'm going to puree, I'm just going to make it easy on me, you know, try to cut in pieces in advance as much as possible so that all I have to do is put it in a boiling um, water so that it cooks faster. You know, the, the smaller the pieces, of course, the faster it's going to cook. It's going to fall apart on its own, hopefully, uh, with the right amount of liquid, because some will have evaporated. If it's still too much, take some out so that you can just make your puree in there. 
and incorporate as much truffle butter as you can afford. Salt and pepper, that's it. Oh, that uh, sounds delicious. Tell you what, the next time you are shopping for cranberries, I got to put a plug in for uh, our friends in in Warrens, Wisconsin. You probably knew this is the cap the cranberry capital of the world, and Warrens. Look at the next time you buy a bag of cranberries. Look where it came from. I'll bet it came from Warrens, Wisconsin. That's right down the street from us here. Huh. All right. Yeah, All right. just delicious. I've also, the recipe that you shared, very similar to one that I've used in the past, although I used orange juice instead of honey. If I used honey, would that change the profile at all or very much? No, no, I do use the orange juice, but then add a little bit of honey if if you if you feel you need a little more sweetness to okay. it at the end. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, that's it's, it's acid, sweet, and hot. You know, you have those three things in the same. Um, but you don't want you have to be careful. You don't want to hide the uh, taste of the cranberries either. So you have to be balanced in everything you do. Go into little doses, taste. Add, taste, add until you're happy with the result. How long do you wait in between tastes? When you, you taste something and think, okay, it needs something, you add that thing, but then you, you can't taste it right away. you got to let it simmer for a little while, right? Is there a, a formula that you use with regard to when you can taste it again? No, I mean, it depends. It depends if it's in a cooking environment or just a marinating but no, I, I would I would taste it. I right. would make sure it's all mixed, but I would taste it again immediately. Right away. Okay, just making sure. I've always wondered about that. Is it going to be sweeter, sweeter, in 20 minutes as a, than it is right now? I worry sometimes I'll end up with uh, it's way too sweet. No, sweet is sweet. You can have that with heat. Be careful about spiciness. Yeah. Right? But but sweetness. If you put too much now, that's it. You're done. And, and <laughs> now I got to add some more peppers. Now I got to add some more cranberries. Pretty soon I got a giant bucket of cranberry dressing. No, no. It's really, it's better to go little by little so that you can adjust up. The last thing you want is to be to, to try to adjust down because that, that's, that's hard. You know, it's very. Yeah. That's too hard to do. All right, your starch. Do you prefer sweet potatoes or. You're going to use a Yukon or an Idaho? What kind of other potato might you use? No, I, I, I don't use much sweet potatoes during the year. So this is, this is a really good uh, occasion for me to, um, uh, to have a dish of sweet potatoes. Okay. Uh, it, it, it does have a nice taste. It is a little less starchy than a, a regular potato. It's... It's a great, uh, and it goes well. It goes very well with uh, the the turkey. So yeah. How do you cook your sweet potatoes? So as as I was mentioning, you know, you if you can peel them and cut them. In yeah, you just mentioned that to me off the air because I shared with you the fact that I started making my potatoes the lazy way because I didn't have a potato peeler and made up a story that explained why my mashed potatoes have skin in them. I made up a story that made that seem reasonable. It was a total lie fabrication that my kids bought, and I've done it that way ever since. Uh, oh, do you need to make, do you need to take that call? We'll just listen in. No, 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 okay. no. <laughs> okay, okay. 
sorry about that. No, no, I'm kidding. I'm teasing. People are panicking. Sure. So, You've been gone for 40 minutes. What are we going to do? I need you every five minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, but seriously, uh, there is nothing secret about potatoes or sweet potatoes. Just uh, simply um, uh, boil them enough that you can. they are easy to peel. Once uh, they are peeled, cut them in pieces, put them in a little bit of water, not too much, so that they can puree nicely. Adjust the salt and pepper and uh, mash them in the pot itself, you know, with sure. the water. And when you're happy about the consistency, you know, if it's too liquid, let it reduce uh, on a slow uh, fire. And then finish with a, a big amount of truffle butter or regular butter. But certainly you need butter in the puree. The, um, the king of the uh, mashed potatoes uh, puree was... Uh, uh, that huge uh, chef Joel Robuchon in France and the, uh, his famous uh, uh, mashed potatoes recipe calls for as much butter as potato. Really? Yep. Wow. A pound so, of potato goes with a pound of butter? Yes, sir. Yes, wow. Sir. So, even if you don't go that crazy, you have to remember that because his mashed potatoes are known to be the best in the world. Maybe that's why. Yep. You know, they're extremely fattening. They're horrible. They're bad for you, but you're going to love every bite. <laughs> they're not bad for you if you eat them once in a while. And right. You know, this is not a recipe to make every day. But <laughs> you're here to indulge. And, and in these times of crisis, you know, it's nice to, to have, uh, first of all, it's nice to cook with love for people that you love because it shows and it's, you know, it, it's part of the experience and it makes the cook as well as the, uh, the guest happy uh, because it has cooked with love and, and it cannot be bad for you. Anything cooked with love cannot be bad for your health. It's not possible. I can hear my friends at the health department right now saying, Mike, Mike, be sure and use the phrase we use all the time. Everything in moderation. Nothing okay. is bad for you. You're right. Nothing is bad for you, just moderation, not a big piece. Not for Thanksgiving. Yeah, well, you're right. Not for Thanksgiving. Otherwise, you might, you'll might you be the only one that's not asleep after the meal. Yeah. yeah. All right, so we've got a turkey done. We've got uh, sweet potatoes. I, 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 I might make sweet potatoes. I'll have to find out. I'm, I just have – I'm feeding a couple of people of this Thanksgiving, and I, I don't know how excited they would be about – Sweet potatoes, mashed potatoes, and I, I, you know, I live in Wisconsin, so I'm going to add a little bit of garlic and a little bit of cheddar cheese because if I didn't add cheese to almost everything, you get kicked out of the state. If you're going to live in Wisconsin, cheese has to be darn near in every in every meal. So a little a garlic cheddar mashed potatoes works really well on my plate. I, I understand, and it cannot hurt. And by the way, if you do that, then adjust your butter, you know, because butter acts like cheese, it's to add lipids to a starch. So don't hesitate to, uh, to put as much uh, cheese as you want, and then don't put as much butter or no butter at all if you put a lot of cheese. Oh, no. Yeah. Remember I mentioned Wisconsin. There's this part of the cow, and then there's this other part of the cow. I got a lot of butter and a lot of cheese, maybe a little milk if they start to get dry. <laughs> it's all, it's all, all right, one more quick break. 
and we've got our turkey, we've got our potatoes, we need a little, we need, what's that V word again? How does that? Vegetable. Ah, uh, that's it. That We need no, to cook no, some vegetables. No, we, we need your stuffing. We need your recipe. Oh, all right. I'll I'll share uh, Grandma Kratz meat stuffing. I'll do that when we uh, get back. My small business has a new best friend. I don't want that eggplant eating anything around me. I want I want that eggplant to be prepared to sit comfortably on my plate right there next to next to sweet mashed sweet potatoes and some vegetables and I'll tell you what, I will share because it's so simple and I have it memorized. A very good friend of mine shared his grandmother's uh, recipe for meat stuffing, uh, which uh, if you saw the recipe on paper, you would see at the top the alert. This is Heartburn City. So if you suffer from heartburn, you're going to have to take some precautions before and uh, and definitely after you eat this stuffing because uh, it is, well, I'll just, I'll tell you, it, equal amounts, depending on how many people you're going to feed, equal amounts of ground beef and ground pork in a pot. Brown it. To that browning, a, a white onion, uh, in my case, if I can get a sweet onion, uh, a Vidalia onion, uh, diced in the pot. When all of that is bubbling, a stick of butter, depending on how much you have. Uh, the original recipe made five pounds. I don't generally make that much, so maybe a stick and a half of butter. If you've got two and a half pounds of meat, stick and a half-ish uh, of butter in the pot. To that, you need allspice and cinnamon and cloves, small amount of all three, stir that, and then when that's all done, when there's no pink and there's a ton of liquid to that pot full of meat and onions and seasoning that's boiling like meat soup, add just enough uh, breadcrumbs or uh, dried breadcrumbs to solidify the whole thing into the consistency uh, that you want, and it is that's it. Then serve. It's absolutely delicious. And tomorrow, my very favorite thing is a meat stuffing sandwich. <laughs> a piece of bread, some meat stuffing, maybe a piece of turkey, another piece of bread. Panini it, you know, smash that baby and grill it. Oh, so delighted. I love Thanksgiving leftovers. Ariane, uh, there, that'll do you. That will do you. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Grandma Kratz meat stuffing and she lived to be a million years old so there must be something in uh, the amount of wisconsin she put uh, and the love you mentioned it earlier too you got to cook with love and yeah. in wisconsin you got to cook with dairy yeah but if she, if she were french i think she would have added one egg yolk an egg yolk just, yeah just to bind everything together oh. so that it, it sticks together okay yeah. all right well i'll try that i will <laughs> tomorrow or well not tomorrow Today's Thursday. Uh, I sometimes I'll I'll do it when I make this dressing next time. I'll add an egg yolk and keep you in mind a little French twist to yeah. Grandma Kratz meat stuffing. The trick the trick to that is to use the egg yolk to bind everything together, and in order to do that, the egg yolk cannot cook. So you have to make sure that uh, 
uh, your stuffing goes down in temperature. Huh? And then when you put it in there huh, uh, with the breadcrumbs and everything, just uh, whip it really, really fast so that the egg yolk doesn't, doesn't um, uh, cook. You don't want to have scrambled eggs in your, uh, in your stuffing? No. That would not be good. That would no. not be good. All right, we have about, uh, about five and a half minutes. What kind of vegetable are you going to serve with your tur turkey and mashed potatoes and stuffing? So, don't sweat it. Remember, you had a soup with plenty of vegetables in there. Yep. You have your sweet potatoes, okay? You have your onion in your stuffing. That's yep. a vegetable. In gastronomy, <laughs> the favorite vegetable is an onion or a garlic. So, But um, if you really feel you need something green, put something green, you know? So... Um, you have the French uh, green beans, and if you do have that, what I love in there, just to home fit, is to put um, um, a brunoise, you know, little squares of shallots, raw shallots in it, because it, it makes it a little bit crunchy and sweet, and it, it really um, uh, complements well uh, the string beans. And please, fully cook the string beans. There is nothing worse in the world than an al dente string bean. Oh. That's not cool. When it's you saute these beans, is that correct? You're not baking them. No, you can saute them. Yeah. You can bake them too, but make sure they are fully cooked. Make sure they are uh, fully cooked. If you cook them in a casserole, it's fine. Just put enough fat in there so that it's going to, uh, uh, to, to golden nicely, you know, to cook nicely. Um, uh, but you, if you want to go less traditional and more French. Then we have um, a recipe of uh, peas, sweet peas, that is really, really cool, involving um, small onions, um, the peas, and of course, a nice piece of ham. So either you have a ham at home already, or um, uh, if you don't have a smoked ham, you can always use a little bit of a slab of bacon um, you know, it has to be squares. It, it cannot be a, a thin slices. It has to be uh, little squares, lard. Um, but that will add a, a slight smokiness to the um, the sweet peas, and that's very, very nice. Oh boy, it sounds delicious. And everybody, even those who have sweet have peas on the edge of their I like them, would be willing to give those a try because they're different. Yeah, we have in in Gascony. We have something called Vantrèche. I actually sell it on uh, d'Artagnan.com on the website. It's it's like bacon but unsmoked, oh. and it's very dried. It's 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 dry cured much longer. In you know the belly is rolled and dry cured with salt and uh, black pepper, and that goes very well. That that will do the job in there very well. That will add. Um, what uh, the Japanese call umami, you know, that, that fifth taste that makes you salivate and <laughs> uh, that makes you hungry again, even though you just ate a 5,000 calorie meal there. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. And I know I'm already thinking about when's my next meal going to happen. Asparagus wrapped in, not entirely, just the middle of asparagus wrapped yeah. with prosciutto drizzled with truffle olive oil, broiled with a little Parmesan cheese on top. Boring? Nice, nice and, no, no, very nice, and but also very, uh, very, 
uh, appetizing to the eye, which is very important. Right. You know? I, and interestingly enough, I have a grandson who likes the bottom. He doesn't like the flower. So everybody who wants the asparagus tops is awesome. My grandson will eat all the bottoms where nobody else wants any of those. So it's perfect. Somebody like that in every family. In uh, My father uh, used to say something like that about gizzards. You know, in, in the world, he said, there were two kinds of people. The people who like gizzards and the people who don't like gizzards. And the people who like gizzards are very happy that there are people who don't like gizzards. <laughs> simply because it's such a small piece of uh, meat in the whole world. So. And you don't have to share. That's the awesome part. Our guest for Cooley Region Cooks this morning is Ariane Dagin, who is the CEO of D'Artagnan, which is D-A-R-T-A-G-N-A-N. All right, you can get back to all your emergency phone calls. I know people this time of year are having a heart attack. They want to hurry up and make sure that everything's ready for Thanksgiving. I hope you and all of those people that you will be uh, sharing uh, Thanksgiving with enjoy your fabulous meal. Thank you very much, and you too, and you too, and thank you for having me in this show. It was, uh, it was fun and very interesting, very educational. Yeah, well, for me too, I'll tell you, and I'm glad I could share a couple of Wisconsin recipes with you. Feel free to use them anytime. I will. I will. <laughs> Have a wonderful day. Ariane, thank you. That's Cooley Region Cooks. We'll do it again next Thursday because that's what we do every Thursday, 10 to 11, right here on WIZM Lacrosse.